This episode of Red Bull Ramp is by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Ramp. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, and Maeve Dartinez. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the Shun of Friends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 400, 400. That's it. It's easy title. 400, <laughs> buddy. It's, it's episode 400. We got to 400. Might as well call it 400. <laughs> yeah. So we started this in 2011. Uh. Or no, sorry, 2012. 2012. I'm, surp- I'm surprised we got to 400, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, too much time on our hands. Apparently. I, I imagine we have to have, like, between all the special stuff and Patreon stuff we've done, probably close to, like, 500 hours easy, or at least 450. No, you take some of those me and Pat episodes. We cut those down, you know, so. We get those, we get those in nice and quick, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of, like... What was it? There was like some two-hour episode with Dave and Zach, I think, way back during. Oh, that's true. The very first year. Back when we put effort into this. Yeah, when I had when I had uh, <clears throat> wrestling entrances ready to go. <laughs> uh, good times. You know it. Now we're old. We should have just played that episode in replacement of this. Just like see if anyone noticed. <laughs> Well, we do have an off week, so I might might as well post a special throwback episode, right? There you go. Why not? (laughs) All right. Uh, So let's get into it. The Red Bulls have officially won at home. Yay! Uh, Actually at Red Bull Arena and in MLS play. uh, 4-1 victory over DC United. Uh, Nope. And nobody was there to see it. I know. All right, uh, Truman, do you have the tweets ready to go? Tweet, yes, I got the tweet uh, from our brand-new friend, Pierre Delecto. He said, another successful DC hate week, but in all seriousness, after being in traffic till halftime to finally get my car sniffed by dogs and then finally get inside RBA and physically seeing just those 45 minutes that game was more special, exciting, and all around in RBA and, RBA and South Ward I haven't seen in a while. I'm not saying it t- if it took all this time of being disappointed and heartbroken at home for it to finally get back, get paid back in a DC hate week thrashing. I'll say it was worth it. So really, he did, he all he missed was the shitty first half. I'm kind of curious why his car got sniffed by dogs. Yeah, that's the real question. I guess <laughs> it's a new thing. What are you doing, buddy? Are they, is that a th- that's his actual thing at Red Bull Arena? They're sniffing cars now. I haven't experienced it yet. I haven't tailgated yet. 
well, I guess we'll see. I'll be I'll be up there in was July for the Robles uh, Robles game. So the Robles retire. Yeah. The 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 first Ring of Honor inductee, even though we've you know retired Ray Phillips's number. Yeah. And maybe Henri's number. I don't remember if we did his. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I could be wrong. Uh. All right, let's talk about likes and dislikes. Uh, Truman, you can go first. What did you dislike about this match? Oh, the first half. Uh, The the, the problem with the first half was not that they were playing terrible, but they were playing like every other home game we saw so far this year. And you just watched that entire half and you sat there thinking, it's fucking happening again. It's going to happen again. They're going to go on break for two weeks and, and... it's going to be the same fucking shit of giving up some late goal. Um, you, you just smell doom approaching. I even tweeted about it. You could just foresee doom. You, you just knew it, it was going to happen at some point. Um, thankfully, it didn't. But, I mean, I would have loved to have seen two halves played as well as the, the second. Um, but, I mean, I guess I'm just being picky in a 4-1 win. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I got to... Echo. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm just going to take a personal dislike, which, you know, just so I'm not saying the exact same thing as Truman. It's just that I had, like, spaced this game out over the entire weekend. I just did not, was not able to watch it live because of a Memorial Day party. Uh, only got the first half, half in before getting another Memorial Day party. And I had the score blown to me, by the way, so I knew that. And I, remember, I texted both these guys saying, uh, how does this game get good? <laughs> like, based on the score, <laughs> that first half was wretched. Uh, and then I eventually fin- finally finished the game Monday night. Um, and, uh, so just having to like, uh, such a drawn, drawn out process of having to watch the game and having the score blown to me, turned off all my notifications. And I believe for the first time ever, the team emailed the score and the headline. I mean, I really don't think that's ever happened to me before. So that was very annoying, but, uh, yeah, so that, that's my dislike for this one. <clears throat> Uh, my dislike is going to be the goal of the week voting <laughs> because you knew as soon as a Seattle player was put up there that their fans would just completely bombard the vote and oh, of course rush over. Not taking anything away from him because that was a great goal, but there's no fucking way that that goal is better than either of the two goals scored by. Um, the Red Bulls between Lewis and uh, fuck, I mean, Laquinas is literally falling over, and I don't know if it was a half volley or volley, but either way, falling over, taking the ball midair and going far post with it, and then Lewis off of a fucking volley from outside the box. I mean, come on, mm. like the was Roldan or whatever his name is, like. His goal was was great. The fact that it was a strike, but it can't, how do you top two volleys? Seriously, uh, I mean, clearly, uh, clearly the answer is Seattle fans have way too much time on their hands and care too much about fucking goal of the week. But we're gonna we're gonna mock the fans that fill their stadium as opposed to right. <laughs> the, the team where we we get five thousand fans. <laughs> well, it's just that the brigade always in their face. They don't look at it. Any sort of objectively, which I guess I get their fans and all that stuff, but I mean, come on, like 
just do other fan bases a solid for once and actually acknowledge how good other goals are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, likes for this game, Pat, you go first. What'd you like about it? Uh, I mean, a win at home. I mean, finally, uh, it was, it was great to finally get, uh, you know, three points at home was something that was long overdue. Um, the offensive explosion was a great thing to watch. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just, you know, it's finally see something that, you know, for the fans who were fortunate enough to go and to finally have them rewarded, uh, for their loyalty and all that good stuff. I mean, I think that's what you got to come away liking with this one. Yeah, it, right. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, like in that first win at home. God, I can't believe it took this long, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to just give it up to Lakinias' first goal because it was a lot of effort to put that ball in the net. It was like two shots mm-hmm. saved. He finally got the ball and put it in. Um, mm-hmm. And getting that first goal really took the pressure off the team there. Yeah. You know, I think it, I think that finally energized them. Um and then when he scored again, forget about it. You just knew it was going to be their night. There was no – the Red Bulls are very good at not giving up two-goal leads. So, uh, But I, I think just the effort putting into getting that first goal, uh, even though it wasn't as pretty as the, the next two to come mm. or, it, or as ugly as the final goal. I'm going to talk yeah. about that shortly. Um, that was a Barlow special. Yeah, I mean, awesome, awesome goal by Lakinius just to keep, keep up and, and put that ball in the back of the net. It's hard to come up with a like that you guys haven't talked about. Um, I guess I'll just double down the two goal of the week candidates because they were just amazing goals. Um, yeah, I'll go with that. I mean, it's nice to see uh, Lewis Morgan's goal because it wasn't a PK and it wasn't all all of the girls goals in one game, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. So that goal was fucking, it was amazing. There's no getting around. I mean, out of midair, volleyed into the net. It was fucking fantastic. They were both, I mean, they were both, the two goal of the week nominees were very sexy. I mean, just both both volleys of it. I mean, I I almost want to say, I mean, I voted for the Scotsman myself because, hey, you know, Scotland. Uh, And, uh, but, I mean, Lequeen is just jumping and volleying, you know, you know, that, that was pretty, pretty sexy. Like a slide attack on that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, so afterthoughts, I I wish I thought about it when I was recorded the last episode, but uh, apparently John Tolkien's decided the mullet's gone now. That's sad. everything's all gone. <laughs> uh, my wife, for the first part of the season, kept referring to him as Steve from Stranger Things because of the haircut <laughs> and. When she heard Tolkien was back, she's like, where's Steve? I'm like, he's right there. And I had to point out the fact that he had cut off the mullet. And she's like, oh, man, I want to see Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so Tolkien, I don't, know, I don't know why you decided to get rid of the mullet, but apparently that was your calling card, and you got to get it back now. Yeah. You know yeah, what happened? It, he bleached his sorry. hair so much. And as you know, my wife was a hairdresser that probably someone told him, listen, just shave it off and grow it back. Just you've, you've destroyed your hair. Shave it, shave it bald, and just grow it back. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess my afterthought would have to be, you know, it looks like we had two pretty damn good acquisitions this year: a gold dangerous winger and Lewis, <clears throat> Lewis Morgan. 
Cole Dangerous uh, midfielder in Lokinas, who looks like a genuine star. Uh, and it just makes me wonder if we had a goal dangerous forward, we might actually have a chance this year. I mean, you we just tongue. had that crucial piece. You, you bite your tongue. He's uh, he's he's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's actually interesting. A, a few people mentioned if you want to talk about Patrick Klamala a little bit, um, mm. that the job he did was taking defenders away from Lukinius and West Morgan. So he is drawing attention, which is nice. But I mean, I know Pat just wants to see him score goals. He's a number nine. Uh, just, couple things. Sorry, a couple things I'm going to mention because I'm not going to let you attack my boy. Um, I refuse to let that happen. Jason Pendant, what the fuck you doing? Oh yeah, that should have that game should have been a shutout. I don't know why are you even trying to slide at that and try to take the ball. That was absolutely embarrassing. That that was terrible. Mm. Um. Secondly, the own goal was hilarious because Barlow can't he can't fucking score. Yeah. Great opportunity. No, nothing doing. Nothing doing. Bounces off right onto a defender right in the net, which so I find that absolutely hilarious. Ah, uh, Barlow. Um I was gonna mention something, but I can't remember what it was. Oh. I, I what the hell is going on with Andy Fletcher? I mean, I know he's only like here and a half year long, so I'm pretty sure he's gone soon, but what the fuck? I mean, is he still injured? Like, I don't understand why he's not seeing at least a sub appearance every once in a while. I think no, he's, he's on COVID protocol. Unless he's hurt, hurt. I mean, I know he was hurt early in the year, but I could have sworn he was on the side, like in the sub, like warming up on the sidelines like a week or two ago, or maybe like two, I'm sorry, two or three weeks ago. And he's just like, and he hasn't seen the field. I don't understand. It's baffling that, and I don't, uh, I don't know, but it's just, it baffles me that um, Barlow keeps seeing the field when we have a guy like him who's supposedly supposed to be Kamala's partner in this. Uh, But it's obviously something's wrong. He's got to be hurt, right? Because he said he's not, he's not a sub in any of the games. He's not on the roster at all. Well, maybe he's not good. We or li- little, little column A, little column B. <laughs> so, for whatever it's worth, I have Patrick Kamala's page up because I was trying to, I was trying to see if he was a uh, designated player, which he is. But it looks like right now, well, he sucks. But so right now he's. In total, 44 appearances for the Red Bulls, 13 goals. That's across all competitions. That seems to be his best rate. Because when he played for Celtic, he had three goals and 28 appearances. Uh, actually, uh, where the fuck is this team from? Okay, it's not the best rate. He has uh, one Polish club where he had 13 goals and 28 appearances. While alone in seventeen eighteen, so I don't know what happened to him, but in seventeen eighteen, twenty in 2017, 2018 season. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, he had twenty eight go- uh, twenty eight appearances, thirteen goals. So he was scoring almost half a goal a game, which is not, which is a pretty good rate for a striker. Yeah, what league though? Uh, one 
one or Fortuna won Liga. Uh, yeah. It was the second division of Poland. So yeah, second division Poland. There you go. <laughs> Never mind. I take that back. Yeah, in the top professional league in Poland, he had 11 goals and 50 appearances. So yeah, he was he's a, he's a wasted designated player. Let's face it. Shush. Yeah. It's not my fault you bought his jersey. Shush. Superstar. All right. Any other afterthoughts for this one? Moving on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, prediction standings. Uh, Truman and I both get a point for calling a win, but neither of us get three points outright. Uh, when it was, I think, 2 nothing, I was actively rooting for at least one more goal. Just because, And I specifically said to, to my wife, I, Truman cannot get three points out of this game. <laughs> uh, so Truman is still in first with nine points. I'm in second with eight. Pat is in third with two. Uh, we have no game to preview for the Red Bulls, so move on to Red Bulls 2. Uh, they actually got a point recently. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the last two matches, they lost 2-1 to one versus the Birmingham Legion. And then today, they ended up with a 2-2 draw versus the San Diego Loyal. Uh, Moving on up. Yep. I'm not in the standings, though, because they are 1-2-10. <laughs> five points, minus 16 goal difference, still dead last in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the next match is Wednesday, June 8th at Luton United, 7.30 p.m. Uh, Gotham FC did pick up a victory on the road against uh, expansion side Angel, Angel City, uh, 1-0. That puts them at a 2-0-2 record, 6 points, minus 1 goal difference, number 10 in the NWSL. And the next match is this Saturday, June 4th at Red Bull Arena against the Washington Spirit, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, uh, moving on to U.S. soccer. I will admit I did not watch this game last night, but the U.S., I'm guessing, pretty much destroyed Morocco. It was a 3-0 uh, victory in in uh, Cincinnati. And I, Pat, I think I'll let you talk about the note I have there. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good, good team performance. Um, I mean, I do I, – I think it should be taken a, with a bit of a grain of salt. I mean – the positives are they won three nothing, pretty domineering athletic perform, uh, offensive performance. Uh, Brandon Aronson looked very good in the number eight position in this game, which was uh, kind of new for him to try out um, with the U.S. national team. And <clears throat> and uh, uh, sorry, um, Tim Tim Wea again looking dynamite on the wing. Pulisic, I think, had one of his best games in a long time. Uh, striker does still remain a question. I think uh, uh, Jesus Ferrer, who seemed to sort of have it locked up, uh, missed kind of two gimme goals. Uh, Haji Wright did, you know, he looked decent in his performance. He got a goal on a penalty kick, um, had some good off the ball movement, stuff like that, but, uh, you know, did not get on the board for the run and play. Had a good opportunity. Uh, I don't think it was as easy as uh, Ferrer's chances, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, the, the caveat with all this is, um, the defense, I mean, despite it being a, a shutout, uh, I think there were mistakes made in the back that a better team is going to punish. Um, 
But hey, if you got got someone shot, uh, stopping shots like Matt Turner, who should be the unquestioned number one keeper in my opinion for this national team. I mean, well, that could all change when none of our top keepers are playing next uh, in the fall. Uh, but uh, he made some dynamite stops. Uh, but again, overall entertaining game. Um, good, you know, a good performance you want to see from your top players, um, you know, uh, against a World Cup bound opponent uh, who ha- does have some quality in there. So he plays some big clubs over in Europe. Um, so, yeah, good stuff. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens with Uruguay on Sunday. Yeah, uh, that game we got on Sunday is uh, 5 p.m. And then the Minnesota will follow that up with a CONCACAF Nations League game uh, versus Grenada on June 10th, 10 p.m. Eastern time from uh, Q2 Stadium in Austin. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first time the U.S. will play in that stadium, right? I think they had a friendly there. Or a, uh, a qualifier. Okay. I okay. wasn't sure. Yeah. So let's, let's hope it doesn't backfire like uh, it did in Cincinnati. <laughs> I guess we want to talk about pool sick, right? No, yep. that's not. We don't have to mention about that, right? No one needs to mention <laughs> his comments. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure everybody, unless you've been living under a U.S. national team rock, I heard about <laughs> Christian Pulisic um, calling out the fans for not showing up. There were a lot of Moroccan fans in that game at Cincinnati last night. I'm someone who's on Christian's side, and to an extent, I mean, I do think we got to, especially for these pre-World Cup uh, friendlies, I do think we need to kind of try to do our best to uh, fill up those stadiums. However, I do think U.S. soccer deserves a great deal of blame for putting a game in Cincinnati when you already had one in Cincinnati. And uh, I'm pretty sure they already had one in Q2. I believe it was the Jamaica game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and we'll see if those Austin fans show up. I mean, they might still be on a newbie soccer high, so they might fill it up. Although I guess you could say that about Cincinnati as well. But I think with these friendlies in particular, I mean, this is not something you need, like, insane home field advantage. Like, you haven't been to L.A. in a while. You haven't been on the East Coast in a while. Put some games there. Put the friendlies yeah. there. It's not a big deal. I mean, I think if it was a Rebel Arena, I would have bought a ticket. I would have been there. I mean, I understand it's pricey, but if it's going to be my one chance to see them in two, three years, yeah, great. But, I mean, you got to – I mean, do I think maybe it would have been nice if more U.S. Uh, Cincinnati-based U.S. fans showed up? Sure. But at the same time, if you're going to ask them to spend 90 bucks a ticket, they're going to spend it on the qualifier and not the friendly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, if it's, tickets were expensive for a game against, you know – a team nobody cares about. Like if the game, um, if the game was in like Baltimore, I would go. Yeah. If Philly, maybe because of the drive, but I would at least consider it. But if you're telling yeah. me I'm going to pay ninety plus for a friendly, no. I mean ninety plus for like a friendly against like I don't know Argentina or Germany or England. Like I can kind of see that. Yeah. Right, because the quality of the opponent, but. Morocco, I mean, no. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm in that boat of I mean I saw them play Curacao in the Gold Cup a few years ago. I mean I'm just like, you know, because it was in Philadelphia and that was easy to get to. I'm just kind of on the page of would would I pay ninety bucks for a friendly after like you know in that boring period between you know 
I don't know, I guess like, you know, between the World Cup and the next Gold Cup, probably not. Unless, you know, they win the World Cup, then, yeah, I want to see the Victory Tour. Fuck yeah. But the, these, like, lead-ups to the World Cups, I feel like these are, like, the most important friendlies. Because, um, I mean, I would have. If it was Morocco at Red Bull Arena, I would have gone. Now, I wonder how much the fact that the World Cup is not in the summer affected this. Right? Because, norm, like, in a normal World Cup year, this would be the tune-up games before the team left for the World Cup. Right. Yeah. Right. And as I, the last time we went to the World Cup, there were huge crowds at every single one of those games, including Red Bull Arena. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how much that plays a factor in this because I don't, I don't think there's really a warm-up period before the November start. Right? Like it's just maybe yeah. the one window in October. It's uh, September. There's two games in September. September. I don't know. I don't think those opponents have been announced. Let's see what the international windows look like this year. Okay. Men's calendar. 22. So it's saying there's no games in October. You get two games in September. Yep. None in July, none in August. So, yeah. So this this is it, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's that's you know these are in essence your World Cup warm ups because <laughs> you lose yeah. the two games. Did you lose the two games towards the uh, Nations League? I mean, you're not gonna not gonna learn anything from the team playing Grenada, against Grenada. And I don't know who our other opponent is, but I'm pretty sure it's not really much better. Uh, El Salvador. Okay, well that maybe you can learn something from that one, but still. I mean, they'll go into a hostile environment in El Salvador. I mean, so there's that. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder if that's like the wind got taken out of the sails because of the fact that the World Cup's not right around the corner. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to. Ultimately, I can't tell anyone how to spend their money. Oh, yeah. But you, you wealthy motherfuckers who are fans, show the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on the, on the men's team? Before we move on? No. Oh, yeah. Actually, th- this, I'm pretty sure has no effect on Pulisic, but apparently, this is just an interesting note that I saw. Uh, since the new CBA is in place for the men's and women's team, this match was the first one where the GVC gets split evenly between the two teams. So even though this is a men's team game, the women's team is getting a portion of that GVC. And then when the women play, it'll be vice versa. So it's just an interesting fact, that's all. Mm. All right. Uh, let's go into the dumping grounds. I'm the trash man. All right. Anything we want to talk about in dumping grounds? Nottingham Forest got promoted. There you go. Yahoo! I find that what exciting. Which, again, means we will have three USA, USA goalkeepers in the Premier League who are backups. Hey, but they're there, man. They're there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess the other thing, about, actually, it's U.S. Men's national team related, is that uh, Ukraine beat Scotland in the uh, semifinal for that last uh, World Cup slot, and they will face uh, Wales on Sunday morning, which, I mean, I you know, as a person of Scottish descent, I was very torn with that game. I mean, it was hard 
not to root for Ukraine with everything going on. Uh, but uh, and I, I got you know, I will say for the World Cup, uh, my heart is rooting for Ukraine. My brain is rooting for Wales because <laughs> I don't I don't want to face the world's team in that first game with that emotion. I really don't. Uh, but you know, it, it's but at the same time, it's just really hard not hard to root against Ukraine right now. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they get in, we draw them, we win our next two, and then everything's okay. Yeah, maybe. And then you still have to beat England, who's pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Not impossible, but you know, it's, yeah, it's it's a scary game. Uh. Just interesting that the sale of Chelsea is officially went through. Yep. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but the owner of the Dodgers, the LA Dodgers, and whatever Murr. financial group Murr. are the ones that bought. So that's at least, what, three American owners, I think? No, I think it was something like seven American owners in the Premier League right now. Oh, really? Cause I, yeah. I, know, I know the Glazers. Um, Glazers, I believe Villa has American owners. Leeds, if I'm not mistaken, has American owners. Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, because there was an article about it like not too long ago when this guy went through selling buying it. Um, Villa, I think Leeds, Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, the Glazers. I don't know who else. Okay, let's see. Uh, so Arsenal is owned by. That's right, Kroenke. Kroenke. Uh, Aston Villa is owned by Wesley Edens. Okay, not sure. Did Fulham get promoted, right? Fulham yes. got promoted this year, Fulham right? Got, oh yeah, so Con, Con, Con family. Yep. Uh, Burnley, which is owned by yes, they have an American ownership. ALK Capital. I don't know who that that actually is. Uh, Crystal Palace is owned by John Textor. Oh yeah, I think he might be American too. Well, this is from SportingNews.com back in, like, March. Okay. Uh, Leeds is owned by the 49ers Enterprises, so uh, the York family. I can't imagine who that might be. Uh, Liverpool, we talked about as Henry. Uh, Manchester United is the Glazers. Uh, and West Ham United, Albert Smith. There you go. And then, of course, like you said, Fulham. But at the time this article was written, they weren't there. America. All right. Anything else for Thumping Grounds? Yeah. Don't you want to know how the Red Bulls did in Monaco? I know you guys do. <laughs> Go ahead. Just so you know, check out Perez won in Monaco, finished first place. Max Verstappen finished in third uh, in a almost, it was a rain accident shortened race. Um, it was great seeing Charles Leclerc uh, use multiple expletives as they told him to pit when he shouldn't have, which cost him the win. So to wrap up, uh, Max Verstappen still in first place in the championship and the constructors champion. It's still being led by the Red Bull. There you go. There you go. They got the week off and then in two weeks, they're going to Azerbaijan, I believe is the next race. Yeah, the big one. Everyone loves them some Azerbaijan. Who doesn't love Azerbaijan? And then Canada after that. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's a country I'm aware of. Um, 
U.S. Open Cup. I know it's not Pat's favorite, but yeah. just real quick. Union Omaha and Sacramento Republic are the two lower league teams left standing. Sacramento from the USL Championship, Union Omaha from USL League One. And if both of them win their matches, they will face each other, which would guarantee at least one lower league side in the final this year. Go to those teams. <laughs> so, just just an interesting note. Exciting. All right. Anything else for the dumping grounds? No. Nope. Got nothing. All right. Uh, next, it's time for Pat's betting corner. All right. I'm going with the new kid on the block. Haji Wright, get a goal against Uruguay. That's going to be my bet this week. Nice. All right. Uh, so now we're on our last segment, Sherman's Terrible Team of the Week. That's terrible. There wasn't anything too, like, embarrassing, so let's just give it to D.C. because fuck them. Fuck <laughs> D.C. Fuck them every day. Uh, I love seeing them getting embarrassed by the Red Bulls twice already this year. So, open cup, embarrassment in their own building, and then we embarrass them again because Tom Barlow was partly responsible for a goal going into their net. Well, they didn't <laughs> score it. Reminder, he did not score that goal. But he was no, kind of own goal is pretty. An own goal is pretty terrible. Yep, Owen goal coming in scoring. Yeah, look at the scores. There's not really a lot of, like... Upsets you could point to. No, not, nothing too crazy. Not, nothing big. LA beat Austin 4-1 as well. Uh, but who really cares about Austin FC? DC? Fuck them. Yep. All right. So that wraps this one up. Uh, you can visit us at patreon.com slash Rent. $1 a month is all you need for exclusive content, such as our monthly wrap-ups, live post-games, anything we decide to do. Email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329. By the way, I find it interesting that Pierre Delecto does not call us after this game. He calls us a lot after losses and draws. But for some reason, (laughs) when we we win like this, he's like, no, I'm just going to send a few tweets and be done with it. He was going to call, but his car was getting sniffed by dogs. Yeah, that's true. Dogs sniffing it. Yeah. Yeah. Red Bull uh, Arena security poodles. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. On Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stooge for myself at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Not much to say to win i mean friendly games eh. everything's over red bulls are off i don't know what to do uh i'm gonna just say this uh the mets are going to the west coast so please don't embarrass me while you're out there okay that's it i still cover about america so go go usa and win <laughs> all right so for pat truman and myself this has been episode 400 of the red bull rant Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Later, skaters.
Boats. 